Charles, we just recorded for two hours. We did. Now what do you want? <laughs> we have to talk about our show. Okay. Who are we? And what uh, do we do? Ha. I am Martha Madrigal. And I'm Charles Tyson Jr. We are the hosts of Full Circle, the, the podcast. podcast. You are a beautiful white trans woman. I will take that. <laughs> of a certain age and tired beyond imagination. And you are a gorgeous black cis pan man who has shared my life for 10 years and we're engaged i put a ring on it yeah you did put a ring on it's a pretty ring too (laughs) now we have a podcast yeah there's not much we don't talk about here it's true we talk about lgbtq issues headlines of the day we talk about fun things too like movies and music and television and pop culture Mm mm-hmm And we talk about what it is to be black in America and what it is to be trans in America and how those things intersect and collide. And And child, it gets interesting. And you can check us out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Because once again, we're Charles Tyson Jr. and Martha Madrigal. And this is Full Circle, the The podcast. podcast. Are we done now? I think so. Okay. Please be advised Mental Health Mondays deals with some heavy topics and subjects such as mental health, suicide, sexual assault and more. Please listen at your own discretion and please seek professional help if you are struggling. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sweet and Zell Nuggies. Hope you're all doing well. Um, suppose there's no real theme for today's episode. Just in a bit of a slump, funk, seasonal depression. I don't know what you want to call it. And as per usual, I like to be very open with you guys, so I thought, why not record? Who knows, the venting may help. The day of this recording, it is currently the 13th of December, 2022. 14th of December is my mother's birthday. If you've listened to any previous episodes, you should know the hatred I have for my mother due to certain circumstances that she's put me through while growing up. And it's amazing, no matter how much you dislike, distaste or hate someone, that they can still have such a hold over you so many years later. I've put up with a lot when it comes to my mother. You know, I've been physically abused, mentally abused, verbally abused. She's tried to palm me off to guys for money. I was practically the at-home babysitter for my sister while she went out partying. I was kicked out at the age of 15 15? yeah 15 I was just about to turn 16 you know you can support someone for so long even though you know you shouldn't and it still comes back to bite you in the ass. you know it sort of links back to last week's episode 
You know, you're there, you support someone, you're there for them. Only difference is this time I'm not talking about a friend, I'm talking about my own flesh and blood. My own fucking mother of all people. And with her birthday being tomorrow, oh man, I'm just all over the place. It just brings up so many memories. You know, my mum's birthday was always guaranteed to be the same every single year. Stumbling around the house completely blind or drunk. Yelling at me for God knows what. Spilling wine all over the place that I'd be cleaning up. Mind you, I'd be, well, like I said, I got kicked out at 15, so... 10, 11, 12, 13, so on and so forth. Most of my childhood was spent cleaning up after my mother and putting her to bed. She was the child. But even more so on her birthday. There's always wine. There's always wine. And it always had to be fucking red wine a lot of the time too. It was just like, of all the things to drink, do you have to be spilling this shit everywhere? She'd have a glass in her hand. She'd be doing what I like to call the mum sway. You know, when your mum or a group of mums go out for the first time in a long time and, you know, they got the music pumping and they're all excited and they bring out the dance moves, you know, the quintessential mum moves, the sidestep and the sway. But as, you know, the night progresses, the sway just becomes you spilling everything all over the damn place. Well, that was my mum. All the fucking time. Her birthday would roll around and she's doing that and she's got music absolutely blasting throughout the house. It was either one of two things. It would either be something like Ministry of Sound and she'd be doing her fucking sidestep to that or it would be like the complete opposite and be like 80s classics. It would be blaring through the house. My sister would either be in bed or sitting up waiting for her to leave. It was four years difference between my sister and I. (sighs) She'd wander around and either a guy would meet at the house or she'd go out and meet a guy, which meant mummy time. You girls have to go to bed. You know, such good girls. It would be like half an hour of her fake praising us. So she would come across looking like a better person and a better mother to everyone else. Which in her mind sometimes, I don't know, I feel like she thought that if she praised us as kids to the guys that she slept with, which was consistently different on a nightly basis, that she'd look like a better person and they would sleep with her more or more likely to sleep with her because of it. Which I always thought was really odd because they all slept with her because she was happy to keep her fucking legs open. Like there's no way to sugarcoat it. My mum was passed around the fucking police station. Not because she's been arrested, because she's been drunk, but because she's happy to open her legs for fucking everyone. And I know this sounds like I'm just sitting here hating on my mother and I'm I'm probably some bitter kid who didn't get what she wanted as a child, but that's not the case at all. This is quite literally what she was like. 
The best thing to have ever happened to me was her kicking me out of home. And the irony was is that she kicked me out of home because according to her, I didn't support her in an argument with her and my father. Like, bitch, I was cleaning up after you. I was telling lies to everyone and, you know, I didn't tell anyone about your secret SIM card. Or two of them. She had SIM cards for the different guys that she was talking to and sleeping with. So if one was around, they didn't know about the others because they wouldn't message her because she'd have to flick the fucking SIM cards around. If anyone here is too young to know what a SIM card is, I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe Google it. With her birthday being tomorrow, it just brings up so many memories and I'm just in such an odd mental state because of it. Like, I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have nothing to do with it. I know that. I'm not stupid. But yet there is still a section in the back of my brain that goes... You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to have to deal with your drunk ass mum spilling wine all over the house, babysitting your sister, having to deal with hearing her getting fucked in the room downstairs while you're upstairs because God knows they weren't ever quiet and she did not give a shit. Like I'm almost 30. I'm very aware that that's not going to happen tomorrow. And yet I get this overwhelming dread. Like it's bound to happen. It's so, so odd. And I've brought this up in the past to other, you know, psychs and and therapists and whoever else I've spoken to. And I've never really gotten a definitive answer as to why. And I don't think it's their fault. I don't think there really is one. You know, we're always still learning about the brain and how it works and fight or flight and all that. But I'd love to know. Why after so many years of trying to block her out and having nothing to do with her that she still has this extremely strong hold over me. Like I'm aware that a lot of my problems and trust issues stem from my childhood and from my mum and a lot of that makes sense as much as you, you, you understand why or what's happening. It still happens, but at least I have an understanding. With this, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. And then coming up to Christmas as well, which I'm sure there'll be another episode or two in December that explains more of that, but I just I just hate this month so much. I hate the holidays. I just don't know what to do. I wake up feeling off or in a weird slump and I sit there and I, I think I don't know why, but then as the day progresses, I realise it's all because of her. All because of her. Nothing's triggered it. Nothing has brought it on. Nothing, you know, I haven't heard from her. Nothing like that. It just hits out of nowhere.
Like I was talking to someone the other day and they said they had nothing to do with their mum as a child. But then as they got older, they had or tried to have a relationship with them. Was what you'd call a relationship. I, I don't really know what they'd call it, but they said that now she's getting older, she could pass at any moment. But she didn't know how to react to that because she had such a traumatic childhood. And they're like, well, should should I be worried? Should I feel sad? Should I care? Should I, like, you feel obliged to care. Like, you feel like you have to care because they're your flesh and bone and they your flesh and blood, sorry, and, and they're your mother and they gave birth to you and you wouldn't exist without them. And I just find that a load of fucking crock. It's just a load of bullshit. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel if I ever find out that my mother has passed. I don't know. But if for whatever reason I do still hold, you know, all this against her and, and I can't move on and not saying that I'm thankful that she'd be passed or anything, but that I don't feel real emotion for it, then so be it. If someone has treated you like absolute shit for most of your life, you don't owe them anything. Blood or not blood, you don't owe them anything. You're not entitled. No, that's the wrong word. You're entitled to feel how you want but you're not obligated to feel one way or another. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if any of this even makes any sense or is coherent. I'm just going to leave it as is. You guys should know by now that, (laughs) you know, I don't really have structure when it comes to this podcast. A lot of it's just me venting and... Somehow this <laughs> connects with a lot of you, which I'm very, very thankful for. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I don't understand how, but I will accept it. <laughs> I know it's times like now where I'm sitting alone. It's that time of night where, if you know me, I'm, I'm very... Um, active on social media and Twitter and that so a lot of the people I talk to are on different time zones to myself and currently it's what five six five ten past five in the afternoon Melbourne time which means a lot of the other people have started to go to sleep or are going to sleep you know your friends are at work or just finishing work and it's the middle of the week and you're in that downtime where there's just no one. And you're just sitting there alone with your thoughts. You could go either way. You know, you could start to clear your head a bit. And whether you verbalize it or write it down on paper or just standard thinking, you could get a lot off your chest and a lot off your mind and clear it. Or you could be the opposite. And be like myself, where I spiral. And with everything going on this month, it's really hard. 
it's really hard to sit here and not drown in my thoughts and it's really hard to be able to look forward to the next day or be grateful that my work's finished because as much as it's pissing me off at the moment it's very much so a distraction I just don't know what to do like is this what I'm bound to to deal with for the rest of my life is a certain month comes around and I just lose my shit <laughs> I just break you know, it just brings up all these memories and you just it should be a happy time Christmas should be a time where I can get together with the little family I have, which at this stage is just my sister and my dad and her kids. I should, especially for the kids, I should be able to celebrate it. I should want to celebrate it. I should want to show you new traditions. I should want to show my niece and nephew how Christmas should be spent, but I'd much rather just sit at home under a blanket and cry. <laughs> just sounds so pathetic when you say it like that I just don't know what to do <sighs> I want to be able to celebrate it I did enjoy Christmas to an extent growing up as much as my mum was a horrible fucking person when it came to Christmas dinner she was somewhat of a better mum and we did have family and friends over and, you know, Bing Crosby would be playing, which is, it just brings back the little bit of joy that came from this time of year. But it's just unfortunate that the image of her drinking and her, you know, getting verbally abusive and yelling at my sister and I for really stupid shit. Like I got told off once because I told her that I didn't want to clean up her vomit after her. And she said I'm a daughter and I should love her so I should do it regardless. And I did. You know, the odd times I tried to argue back, she'd just argue back with me, gaslight me, make me feel extremely guilty, make me feel like a horrible child. And you'd just shut up and do it. If there was one thing my mother was good at, it was making you feel guilty. Well, if you won't do this, then you don't love me and I brought you into this world, so therefore you should respect me and respect your elders and do as I say and, yeah, okay, sure, to some extent I should be doing what you say, you're my mother. Cleaning my room, sure. Doing certain chores, sure. But making sure that my mother should be in bed, not rolling in her own vomit and not laying in her own red wine should not be a mandatory thing to do as a child at any age, let alone 10, 11, 12. You know, telling her that I don't want to be handed off to a 30-year-old man at the age of 13, 14, just because he has money shouldn't be something I need to say. It 
telling her that I want to be able to see my friends instead of babysit my sister, who, don't get me wrong, I adore. I'd do anything for that girl. I haven't. I will continue to. But I still wanted a childhood amongst that. It was all about getting laid, having money, and putting on a facade for other people. If I fill the house up with these items and therefore it'll look like we have money, therefore people will respect us more. Like going into a little bit of TMI and I'm sorry for anyone that's not comfortable talking about bodies and sex and whatnot, but from the moment I first started growing pubic hair, the first thing she said to me was, oh, well, now that that's happened, you have to shave it because no one will want to sleep with you if you've got it. I was like 11. Why, why is that a matter or a concern at the age of 11? Why is that an, a concern at any age, let alone 11? Same with shaving my legs. As soon as the slightest hair came about, because if you don't know me, I'm very dark. My hairs are very dark. So if I don't shave, regardless of where it is, you got to fucking see it. But you shouldn't be worried about that before I'm a teenager. And that's all she cared about was the appearance. It was the attention that you would get if you did or didn't do something. Because finding the right man was more important than having a life. You must look and act and treat yourself and treat others and, and feel a certain way in order to attract the right person for you, which I suppose has some merit to it in relation to treat others how you want to be treated, but why should I be worrying about boys at the age of 11 and 12, even younger? I got my period very early on in life. And all she could think about was, you know, let's get me on the pill straight away because I might end up having children. Mind you, I didn't lose my V card until I was 16, turning 17. So I wasn't even living with her at that point. But she was worried about me <laughs> having kids as a kid. At the age of 12, like, I'd love to say that she put it on me as a precaution for later on in life, or I'd love to say that she put it on, you know, put me on it for the pain, but the pain didn't come till later. Her words to me were, let's put it on so you don't get pregnant now. Because I was like that at that age, therefore every girl is like that at that age. My mum had no idea of the kind of person I was as a child. She doesn't know now, obviously, because I don't talk to her. But 
I was such the opposite child to what she was as a child. And I think part of me was because I didn't want to end up like her. I was a very straight A student, didn't care about boys. I was in a very geeky, (laughs) weird little group of friends, which I loved. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I changed dramatically later on in life, but growing up really younger, I was that awkward, nerdy group of friends who, you know, we'd run around playing Harry Potter and pretending we're fairies and stupid shit like that. Where to her, she thought I would grow up like her. She thought I was the kind of kid that was going to smoke early and, you know, fuck every kid inside and be real slutty. And and that's just not who I am, not who I was. And if she had any time to spend with me one-on-one properly, not worrying about who I'm going to sleep with or potentially sleep with and not worrying about her going out and and telling me all the, you know, the stories, (laughs) that was the other thing. She would sit and tell me her stories and her problems with other men. What, what, What am I supposed to do at the age of 10 and you're telling me that this guy can't get it up? Well, this other guy wants nothing to do with you because you're looking at this other guy. Like, oh, I don't fucking know. I don't care. It's just mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. That this is how myself and I know other people have been treated in the past by their family. But... Just got to work through it, I guess. Um, with that being said, I'm going to cut this episode a little short. Um, I feel like the more I'm going to talk about this, the more I'm going to start spiraling even more and probably completely break. And I kind of don't want to do that right now. So I'm going to go drown my sorrows in the shower and watch some YouTube. <laughs> So with that being said, um, I'm sorry that this was all over the place. I'm sorry that this was definitely more of a rant than anything else. Um, Thank you for listening to my ramblings. (laughs) And I hope you have an absolutely fantastic, magical day. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Mental Health Mondays. If you or anyone you know has a story to tell, whether that is mental health related or even just an anecdote for my other episode in the week, Sweet and Sour Nuggies, please get in touch with us via email or via our social links. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at ssnuggiespod, that is S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod, or you can email us at nuggiespod at gmail.com. Once again, this has been your host, Ebony, and thank you for listening.